Welcome to See You Succeed with Viridian. My name is Kristen Kennan and I will be your host. I'm excited to bring you on a journey that will teach you about all things financial services and how Viridian can help you achieve your goals. Welcome back to See You Succeed. Today we have Alexander Stewart back with us. April's Financial Literacy Month, and today we're going to jump off with our first topic around how to talk to your kids about money and things that you can do with different age kids to prepare them for those conversations in the future. At what age should we start introducing money conversations to our kids? A lot of people might have the perception that you don't talk about money with your kids until they have a job themselves. But it's very, very important and very simple to start teaching children about money, you know, the sooner the better. For instance, when you're at the bank, when you're using the ATM, bringing your children along to those errands can be very, very educational for them. Just explaining to them as if they're old enough to understand what it is that you're doing and why you have to go to the bank and why you're using the ATM. And also... I think that a lot of us have this experience of playing pretend when you're growing up. So, you know, if you're like me, we like to play store, we like to play restaurant. And um, those games can also teach, you know, your kiddos about money. For instance, hey, you know, before you leave this pretend restaurant, you've got to pay. Oh, you don't have enough. So just having that language to uh, teach your children about money, even if it's really, really young, it's very important to include them in those experiences and start to have some um, play opportunities around money very, very early. The sooner, the better. So you mentioned toddlers. So those under the age of five, so before they're in school, is there any sort of specific tips or things other than what you mentioned that we can be doing with our kids at home to kind of prepare them as they go into elementary? Yes, absolutely. So I mentioned the pretend, the imaginary experiences where you're at the store or you're at a restaurant. Also, you can start to just show your children money. So show them, you know, physical cash, show them coin and just start to do that repetition of this is $1, this is $5. Um, This is a penny, it's worth you know, one cent and just start to have some of those identification learning experiences for them and that repetition, just showing them what it is that we use for currency and and how we combine those with, you know, how much they are in value. And then also another great idea is if you're someone that, you know, maybe does some shopping online or maybe you're doing like clipping coupons and things like that, Just have them around you during those experiences and let them know what it is that you're doing. Create the conversation and create the opportunity for your kids at that age. And it's okay to start talking about where money comes from. You know, let them know that, you know, I have to go to work to make money and the money pays for certain things um, that your kids and that your family is able to do. But it is really important to start laying that foundation before the age of five. Some other simple things is just continuing, you know, to do any kind of math or counting, anything like that, because those are also the building blocks for finances. And then start to think about explaining giving versus saving versus spending. So, hey, we're donating this money to this organization or, you know, we can't get that right now. I have to save for that. Or, you know, we're going on a shopping trip and I'll be spending a little bit more to get you know, school supplies or whatever it may be. But just having those conversations as much as you can 
is really, really, really important under the age of five. So once they go and they start elementary school, they're going to start learning some of these foundational pieces, like you said, like learning what a quarter is and how much that's worth and doing that in math problems and things like that. But what are some of the things that parents can do at home or in conjunction with what they're learning at school for those elementary age kids to help them learn more about money? Opportunity for your children at home to just sit with you. If you're doing any kind of online transactions, you can also have this apply to any online bill payment that you might do on a monthly basis. So if you're doing that budgeting and that online bill payment, setting things up about once a month, which is pretty typical, you would just have your kids or your children or your child sit with you and watch you do that and use that time as well to explain what it is that you're doing. So I have to pay this once a month. This is the utility bill. This is the phone bill. Um, You know, I get paid on this date. This is how much I'm getting paid. Have that transparency and try your best to explain what's going on with the money, with the budget, um, what you're doing for those online purchases and bill payments right there with your kids sitting in on that. Also, if there's access and resources to do this, it doesn't have to be a lot. But another thing I like to mention when it comes to elementary age kids is this concept of allowance or getting money for doing things around the house to help out parents. So having that conversation of, I need this, this is how you're going to contribute, and this is your reward. Um, If it can be monetary, then keeping that in a piggy bank or a jar separate. And maybe from there, while you're having those conversations about the earning of money and where money comes from, also have that conversation of when you save this much money. So that could look like checking the jar every couple of months, checking that piggy bank every you know months, weeks, however often, and counting it with your child, with your kids and saying, hey, you have this much. When you have this much, we will move forward and you know, take it to the bank. You do have the ability to open a savings account for your kid very, very early. For instance, at Viridian, we have a youth savings account. It's geared towards young kids and it does have a lot of activities, free activities, um, free opportunities to create a more supported foundation for whatever it is that you're doing at home as far as financial literacy. And I'll talk more about that later, but something else I wanted to mention again for elementary age kids is needs versus wants. So There might be a lot of times, you know, we've all been kids where we don't want something, we want something right now. And so those are the opportunities that you can use if you're having the experience of, hey, my kid wants something right now, have that conversation with them and say, hey, you know, we're not going to get that right now. And here's why. Versus, you know, if it's a need explaining why it is that instead of doing something geared towards a want, we're going to put the money towards something that we need. Um, And that can always tie back into that saving and earning money conversation as well. Great. Now let's talk about those young teens. So like that junior high age, what are some things that we would want to cover with that group of kids? As kids get older um, and, and get into that junior high age group, it is even more important to just keep them looped in on the conversations that you're having in your home surrounding money. And so this is the age where we're not just talking about what goes in and what comes out and what we're buying something. And, you know, you know, now we don't have the money anymore and we have to work to get that money back. Now we're talking about adding another level of um, just knowledge and stability around money. 
And so if you're going into the store with your um, teen, you know, junior high age kid, you can explain to them, you know, I'm getting this because it's a little bit less than this and it's pretty much the same thing. Or, you know, have the conversation about name brands or bulk um, and why, why you chose this item over the other. Something else that a lot of stores have now too is that within that comparison shopping concept at the store, show them and a lot of those stores have the tag and it has not only that price, but below it, it has like the price per unit. So show that as well. Like, okay, this might be cheaper, but overall it's a little bit more expensive because the price per unit is higher. And so looking at some of those things with your junior high age children or kid, it's very important to start to compound that knowledge that might already be there as a foundation from when they were younger. Um, another thing to focus on is that budget conversation even more. So start showing them the budget, start having them budget some of their money that they've earned over the years, start working through goals with them and, and see what, what it is that they're interested in purchasing. A lot of um, kids have, they have things that they want to buy too. And it does start to get more expensive. I, my experience, you know, the older I got, the more expensive the things I wanted were. And that's just, you know, that's just how it goes. So start having those conversations too. When you start transitioning into getting older, those purchases do get larger. And so goals conversations are very important um, around this age. All right. So now if we get to the high school age and we're starting to prepare them for their successful financial future after they leave the nest. We hope we've given them all the information that they need. So what are some of the things at the high school age we want to make sure that we teach our high school age kids to prepare them? So when it comes to high schoolers and that age group, a lot of high schoolers choose to start working. They kind of understand the importance of money and where it comes from. And they also start to understand that this is around the time when they can start to earn money on their own. And so with that, if there's no account that's been started um, before, it is a really great idea to open an account for your high schoolers. Um, and that's because when you get a job, they have to get paid. And usually that happens through a check. And so that check can either be direct deposit into an account or they would have to find a way to cash the check. From there, it's a great time to start talking about some of those larger purchases as well as your high schooler starts to transition into being on their own. And so one of the things that we see as a major need is transportation and having access to a vehicle. So sometimes that looks like saving up for a vehicle. Maybe, you know, you start freshman year, hey, we're going to save up for a car and get that conversation going and get your high schooler involved in that. Another thing that comes up as well is college expenses. College expenses add up. And the sooner you can start having those conversations with your high schooler, if that's something that they choose to pursue, the better. The more proactive that you can be having these conversations um, and getting connected to resources that can help you, whether it be scholarships, financial aid. Another way to start learning more about the cost of college is to, um, you know, look up videos. I know that here at Viridian, we do have some resources online um, as far as that research and, and watching some of those videos and, you know, just becoming more knowledgeable about 
what the true cost of college is and how it impacts students long term. There is a lot to think about already from what I've mentioned, but the last thing that I want to share as far as high schoolers and that transition into adulthood is credit. 18 is when you can start building credit. So it's important to have those conversations with your with your high schoolers and just keep them in the loop on on what it looks like to build credit and start building credit as soon as possible. In addition to credit being really important as far as longevity is concerned, it's also important to think about credit as a tool for other things as your high schooler transitions into adulthood. For instance, when we're talking moving out on their own, moving out to their first apartment, a lot of companies will require a credit check. And if the student, the high school doesn't qualify on their own as they transition, become 18, you know, early 20s, then they do request a co-signer. When you're renting a place, it's considered a contract. And so if there's not that credit worthiness there, they will request somebody to be on that contract as well um, to be responsible for payment. And that's just one example of another thing that your high schooler as they transition into adulthood might need credit for. That's a really good point, Alex. And another, in addition to that, you know, getting a job, they're going to start looking at your credit for that kind of stuff. So the healthier credit habits they can make at a younger age, when you can coach them through that, the better it's going to be for them in the long term. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us today about teaching your kids about finances? You know, while some school districts and while some schools may teach some financial literacy, it's important to just check in on that as a parent. And if you see that it's not being taught, make sure that you're filling in those gaps at home wherever you can um, when it comes to financial literacy. I also want to share that, yes, it's important to fill in those gaps where you can at home. However, you know, if you're not able to do that and if you're not taking the time to directly teach financial literacy to your kids, that's okay too. Just be mindful that you, know, you are setting that example whether you're teaching it directly to your kids or not. And so they're seeing the behavior that you have around money. They're seeing your actions. They're seeing if something makes you upset um, or if something makes you happy as far as, you know, purchases that you might make. They're watching that happen from the time, you know, they're very, very young. So it's important that you just remain mindful that the example that you set with the finances is typically going to influence um, your family. Absolutely. If you have good money habits, chances are your kids are going to see that and it's going to rub off on them. So I agree. In addition to um, it being Financial Literacy Month, um, we talked a little bit about the youth um, program here at the Credit Union. And we have a ton of great resources on our website. If you go to viridiancu.org backslash youth, And on that page, we have some coloring books, some activity sheets, all sorts of fun stuff. Um, It's definitely geared towards like elementary age or younger. um, So just to keep that in mind. And also as a special thing for this month for Financial Literacy Month, um, we created a book with Penny's Adventures, which is our youth program. This year for Financial Literacy Month in April of 2021, we are offering a free book, one per family, to anyone that stops by our branch that would like one. Um, After the month of April 2021, there will be a charge for it, but we will have that available. So just another great resource that we have to teach financial habits to kids and help further those conversations along. 
Alex, I just want to thank you for joining us once again to talk about this great topic. It's so important to make sure that our kids have these great, healthy financial habits all throughout their life to help them become successful adults. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. See You Succeed with Viridian can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this right now. I speak for all of us at Viridian when I say we want to see you succeed. See you next time. expressed on this podcast are not provided as financial advice for the listener's given situation. All attempts are made to present accurate information and details may become outdated as time passes after this podcast is published. Viridian Credit Union, founded in Waterloo, Iowa, is federally insured by the National Credit Union Administration and is an equal housing opportunity lender. The music featured in this podcast is Creative Corp, composed by Music Premium. Find it on Envato Market.